You're listening to Equipped, the podcast that turns gaming concepts into life lessons. I'm your host, Isa Gonzalez, and each week, I'll show you different ways you can clear quests, fight boss battles, and level up, not only in-game, but also in real life. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the show. Thank you for deciding to spend some time with me today because this week we are on episode number five. And last time, I talked about my experience playing Witcher 3 Wild Hunt and Detroit Become Human. If you haven't listened to that one yet and you're interested or you've played those two games before, feel free to head on over there and give it a listen and then come back to this one because today I want to talk about another game called No Man's Sky. And coming from the last episode, I realized that I could have explained the concept of each game a bit better. And so this week, I'm just gonna straight up read from the internet so you guys can get a better understanding of whatever game I'm talking about. Okay, so let's just jump straight into it. No Man's Sky, alright, this is what it says. No Man's Sky is a survival game built around four pillars, exploration, survival, combat, and trading. Players are free to perform within the entirety of a procedurally generated deterministic open world universe, which includes over 18 quintillion planets. That's a lot. Um, (laughs) And through the game's procedural generation system, Planets have their own ecosystems with unique forms of flora and fauna, and various alien species may engage the player in combat or trade within planetary systems. Players advance in the game by mining for resources to power and improve their equipment, buying and selling resources using credits earned by documenting flora and fauna, building planetary bases and expanding space fleets, or otherwise following the game's overarching plot by seeking out the mystery around the Atlas, an entity at the center of the galaxy. Man, this paragraph has so many run-on sentences. My goodness. (laughs) I hope you guys understood that, but it's basically a game, it's a space game, and you're an explorer, and you sort of just try to figure out why you ended up on a planet, and there's also a story component to it, obviously. Um, But yeah, when I first started playing this game, I again started playing this with my boyfriend and what ended up happening, it was actually really stressful because he originally set the difficulty to hard mode and what ended up happening is we woke up on this weird ass planet and it turns out it was a planet that was very poisonous like the air was just filled with toxins and how this game starts is you wake up and you have like broken equipment and the first thing that you have to do is like find sodium so that you can repair the oxygen tank or something like that because you need the oxygen to like live and breathe and you also need to repair the the life support thing and in that on that planet There were toxins in the air. As soon as we spawned on the planet, we were already dying again, like constantly dying. And the sodium was so far away from where we spawned that whenever we would try to get to the sodium, we would just die because again, the air has toxins. And it was so annoying. Like I I really lost interest in the game because of how it started. And then my boyfriend was like, okay, let's just 
you know, start again, start with a new planet, um, and let's set the difficulty to normal. And so we did that. Fortunately, the the planets, you know, they're randomized, so it really doesn't depend on anything. Like whatever you start off with, that's where you start. And fortunately, when we started again, we ended up on a, you know, a decent planet. It was very much more livable than the first one. And so we followed the game. Obviously, it tells you what to do so that you can get started. It tells you that you have to collect um, like oxygen or other minerals. And then when you have like a certain amount of those, they tell you that you have to build something or that you have to upgrade something. You have to make your own base. You have to log in, all that stuff. And there are a lot of things that I loved about No Man's Sky. Like first is you get to scan flora and fauna to be able to say that you discovered them on whatever planet it is that you're on. And it gets saved in this like directory so that you somehow know what a planet offers if you need to look for something specific. And I don't know, I just really like that because I felt like the inner Isa that studied biochemistry and enjoyed science um, had fun doing all of that, doing all the scanning and all the analyses and stuff like that. It was, it was actually kind of cool. And the other thing that I love about the game is how realistic it feels because you can either play in first person or in third person. I started off playing first person and then I switched to third whenever I would like use the spacecraft. So there's going to be a point in the game where you finally repair a spaceship and how the game starts is you don't know who you are, you don't know why you're on the planet, you don't know why you crashed. And one of the key points is when you're finally able to go into space because that sort of like opens all the possibilities for your characters. You get to unlock a lot more and you get to meet more characters that sort of give you more context about who you are, like what your purpose is in the game and the language that you're supposed to understand, stuff like that. And I loved going to space in the beginning. And I say in the beginning because unfortunately, like I said, I, I enjoyed how realistic it felt because when you have to use the spacecraft, you have to launch it, you have to like wait for it to build up, and then you slowly move forward while ascending, right? And then you go faster and faster, and then there's going to be a point where you cross all the layers of, of the atmosphere. And it's so cool because you legit get to see like all the clouds going away, you start to see the sky getting darker, and then boom, you're in freaking space. And it's so real. like. <laughs> like when you're in space if you don't accelerate or anything you're just going to be floating and rocks and meteors are going to hit your spacecraft and stuff and then if you're going to go to a planet the sort of time it takes to travel is i wouldn't say realistic i mean if you don't use any of the boost if you don't use any of like the hyper boost thing um, it's going to take you like 20 minutes to get to another planet that you have to go to. It could even take an hour. So you really have to use hyperdrive. Oh, that's what you call it, hyperdrive. And so it it feels really real. And because it felt so real, I started to not feel good. <laughs> because during the time that we started playing No Man's Sky, that was also the same, I think, week that I found out that I was anemic. Well, I'm still anemic as of recording. 
And I just, every time that I had to go to space, because of how you could do 360 degree turns and you have full control over your spacecraft, and there's so much directions that you could go into. And the fact that I'm also a horrible driver, I just always end up feeling dizzy whenever I would go into space. My screen would just look so twisted and it just didn't make me feel good. I felt sick. And because of that, I have never played No Man's Sky ever since I found out that I was anemic. Um, okay, but we're getting off, off the topic. I still very much appreciated how real it felt. Okay, but going back to the main topic, when you finally reach space for the first time in No Man's Sky, I would say that's really where everything starts because now you have the option to, uh, to either follow the main story the quests that, you know, revolve around Atlas and um, finding more answers, gaining more consciousness about who you are, where you came from, all that stuff. You get to choose to follow that or you can go explore on your own. Like you have the liberty to just not do any quests. You can visit any planet. And like what the the internet said earlier, the planets really do generate procedurally. There's a lot there's also a map system to this game and if you like zoom out there's just going to be so many planets that pop up and technically you would be able to visit them if you had enough fuel and so if you're running out of fuel you would have to like land on a planet get the materials there load your spacecraft and then continue the journey like it's sort of that thing and so those are the two options for you while playing this game so here's what happened when we were playing um <laughs> because we eventually encountered like this space fleet oh this this game is also like open world right so other you could see other players play if it happens that you end up on a similar planet or something like that and i'm not sure if they can attack you or if you can attack them but i'm pretty sure that there are bots there are enemies that will attack you if they see you in space and if you're within their vicinity and they're legit enemies. Like, I think they're five to ten spacecrafts that are just grouped together. And they're basically like raiding this other fleet. And if you get too close, they're going to start attacking you. So, the first time that happened, I immediately ran away. I just like hyper drove the fuck out of there. <laughs> and my boyfriend, he, he stayed and he was like fighting everyone. Well, he has better aim than I do. Um, that's why I knew that I was I would probably die in space and I didn't want to know what would happen if I died in space. I didn't know where I was going to spawn. Anyway, I left. I escaped. I tried my best to get out of there. He stayed. He ended up leaving also, but then it sort of became this pattern wherein whenever he would find a space fleet that was being raided, he would always try to fight the people there. And there was one time he succeeded. Me, I have never tried fighting. I just really stayed back. Um, but my boyfriend, there was this one time that he succeeded. He defeated everyone. And it turns out the space fleet that was left, like there's an option for you to land on it. Like there's a safe option to do that. And once you go inside, there's like a bunch of aliens there. And then what they'll do is they'll thank you. They'll be like super happy that you helped them, that you saved them. And the reward that my boyfriend got was the entire freaking space fleet. He was basically the commander. Like he had control 
over that entire and it and it's freaking huge like the 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 proportions and the ratios in this game are pretty spot on and so he won that and it turns out you can also build with inside the the space fleet and also the the building component within no man's sky is actually really cool the the opportunities for the furniture that you can build is just so much more in no man's sky and that's freaking cool and it it differs from when you're building on a planet and on the space fleet and basically what i'm trying to say is because my boyfriend was willing to fight all those um enemies in space he got to unlock that part of the game which wasn't necessarily a part of any quest that was already given to us so i can imagine had he not fought those people or had he not fought those enemies and won we wouldn't have known that we could conquer and own space fleets right and this brings me to why i decided to talk about no man's sky today I think one of the saddest things that can happen in a person's life is to always let opportunities pass by simply because they decided not to try anything different. They decided not to do anything that scares them. They decided not to risk anything. Because I said this in a previous episode, growth does not coexist with comfort. If we do not go outside of what we're familiar with, with what we're used to, those opportunities will never open up and we'll never actually realize how much we miss until it's too late. This happens in real life so many times. There's a good amount of opportunities that have passed us by and it's most likely because we decided not to grab it or we decided not to do anything at all. The main lesson that I got from No Man's Sky is if you really want to excel in what we do, if we want to improve our skills, if you want to level up, we have to get those experience points. We have to. And the only way to do that is if we go out there and explore. We have to fight, we have to do those quests, we have to discover. And it starts by taking a step outside that box, outside that world that we were originally placed in. Again, I fully acknowledge that there are systems in place that make it hard for people to take a step outside of their worlds or to even grab opportunities. But I think it's important and still worth it to keep encouraging people, whoever it may be, to push through and fight what's holding them back. You know, those people that have been told that their dreams are too big or that they'll never have that chance. Those are the people that need just as much encouragement and support as they can get. So why not give it to them? Just that little ounce of encouragement and support can really go a long way for anyone. And I'd rather be that person that continues to encourage people no matter how small their chances are, rather than to be the one to just simply tell them to give up and stop. Because this world definitely needs more cheerleaders. And if you're one of those people that have felt really discouraged lately, or if you've already second-guessed whether or not you should still keep striving for something, let me be the one to tell you. Keep going. Yes, it might take some time before you collect all the tools and all the equipment that you need so that you can finally get out. But there's nothing wrong with that. 
as long as you keep trying, as long as you keep persevering, you'll realize that all the preparation that you were doing beforehand, they were all necessary. And once you start to see the experiences that you are now able to have, you'll realize that everything was worth it. Again, like I'm relating this to the space fleet thing. I can imagine that there has been so many times wherein I wanted to try something out and I just didn't do it. And because I didn't put any effort, I simply rejected the idea of it ever being possible for me. Then that's when the opportunity really closes on me. I decided to not pursue it. And I think that's the biggest source of regret. When you feel that there's something out there waiting for you and you have this like itch to pursue it, you know, you know, you don't necessarily know what it is, but you know, something's there meant for you to do. And yet one of the saddest things is to not do anything about it. And so as long as you have that drive within you, as long as you know you want to do something and you really feel like it's worth pursuing, and also as long as you're not hurting anyone, then go ahead and do it. Keep striving for it and don't let anyone tell you to do otherwise. Because the way I see it is whoever tells someone else that they shouldn't reach for their dreams or they should just give up has also never tried to shoot for theirs. They're the ones that have also settled. They're the ones that also have given up and have no plans of, you know, doing anything. And that's why they feel the need to bring others down as well. It's either, it's either that or they're just really insecure and jealous. But you guys get the point. What matters is you continue despite the odds. You go out there, you explore because that's the only way that you might discover something that's really meant for you, something that will unlock the hidden parts of your story, the parts that you wouldn't have even imagined were possible for you. And it's always worth trying, even if you fail, even if the chances of you um, making a mistake are so high, I think it's still worth trying. And that's what, you know, the younger people really need to hear, especially today. With social media, there's so many people like showing you all the good parts. They don't show you the failures, the, the struggles. And because of that, whenever they face something that's hard and difficult to do, they're likely to give up. And there just has to be more people that are willing to lift others up, keep encouraging, keep supporting, and keep exploring because that's where everything starts. That's the only way that you can unlock those quests that could possibly help you, you know, gain more experience and level up more than you could have without those quests. And it's also related to last week's episode because we have to make those conscious decisions. We have to know where we stand. We have to accept it. But we also have to decide whether or not we still want a part in how our story goes and how our story unfolds. Whether or not we're going to put ourselves out there, see what happens, and then adjust accordingly. And so, yeah, that's what I got from No Man's Sky and my inability to fight a space fleet. And so my question for you guys this week is, what's something you've always wanted to try but have never gotten started on? Maybe this is your sign to start preparing for it. And yeah. 
That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed, make sure to follow the podcast so that you know when the next episode is out. I'd also appreciate if you guys could rate and review the show. I'll leave the links to the places you could do that in the description box. I'd really love to hear from you guys. Plus, it will help the podcast a lot. And of course, let's keep the conversations going. Check the podcast out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at equippedpodcastph. You can also send an email to equippedpodcastph.gmail.com for your feedback, suggestions, or possible collaborations. Alrighty, thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, but also stay equipped. Bye!